Well, hello, and welcome to episode 14 of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. It's your pal Dave. Uh, Sorry I've been gone. Uh, Let's see, it's been uh, almost a month since I recorded my last podcast. A lot's been going on. It's been crazy. I've been sick. I've been tested for COVID. Luckily, I'm negative. But I still have like the remnants of like a sinus infection or a bronchitis or a cold or I don't know what it was, but... Uh, still coming off of that, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna muster on. We're gonna keep rolling, and on this edition of the show, we're gonna talk about the seven buyer turnoffs you need to be avoiding. This is how to sell a home for the highest price, a podcast specifically designed to get you the highest price for your home. A step-by-step guide to making all the right moves as you move and avoid all the pitfalls that can cost you tens of thousands. Here's the host of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, Global Real Estate Advisor, Dave Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome to How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. Thank you so much for your patience. Sorry I've been gone for almost a month from the show, but we're back. Well, the we is not back anyway, I guess. It's just the me, but uh, thank you to uh, Nick, my pal, uh, for being with me on the last podcast, talking about uh, ways you can... uh, kind of fix your life after a bankruptcy. If you missed it, it's episode 13. Go check it out. But uh, no, if you thought Nick uh, shut down our podcast, he did not. I'm uh, back to solo again. We'll have Nick again uh, very soon talking about uh, some other stuff that's fun because uh, he's uh, in the finance side of the real estate business and I'm on the home side. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm Dave Lawrence Johnson. I'm a realtor for Sierra Sotheby's International Realty in Reno, Nevada. I cover Tahoe, Sparks, Verdi, Reno. Uh, we got Incline Village. We've got Gardnerville, Minden. We have uh, quite a big area that we service here, so... A lot of uh, great homes and a great place, a great part of the country to live. Uh, I've only lived here, geez, I think it's seven years now, and love it. Love uh, my hometown of Kansas City and my Chiefs and Royals and all my friends and family that still live in Kansas City, but uh, it's nice to visit, but I like living here. But uh, coming up on this edition of the show, we talk about the seven buyer turnoffs to avoid we're going to get to that list in a second, but again, I'm very sorry I've been gone so long. I've just felt like absolute doggy doo-doo. Uh, just had a COVID task, uh, test. I have to thank uh, my pal Alexis. Uh, she's the uh, owner of the local Orange Theory Fitnesses here in the Reno area, and I was just texting back and her, forth with her and another friend and basically said that like I'm headed to an open house today and I feel like I'm going to die. And she's like, oh, do you, if you're going to die, do you want to come by and get tested for COVID? So I stopped by her house, and she did a quick blood test. She had, like, rapid tests for her work. So uh, she tested me, but no COVID, just uh, two kids in daycare. That's what I tested positive for. Uh, two kids in daycare, so no COVID, but uh, we get all the daycare muck that goes around, and uh, that's what I'm still dealing with. So I'm a little high on DayQuil, and... Uh, all that stuff. I've got a cough drop in my mouth right now, so we're going to try to muster through and tell you about the seven buyer turnoffs that uh, you need to be avoiding if you're trying to sell your house. So let's talk about number one. I wish I had like a, I need Jackie to be like, number one, 
you know, like the Casey Kasem countdown or something. Uh, we'll maybe do that later. I don't know. Uh, number one, though, signs of days gone by. That's something you want to vo- avoid in your home. And what I'm talking about there, anything from popcorn ceilings to carpet in bathrooms. Ugh, we have carpet in our master bathroom right now because this home was built in the um, late 70s that we're living in. And we love the house. And we're going to renovate the bathroom. We just haven't yet. But like, talk about an instant sign of an, a different time. Carpet in a master bathroom. No thanks. Like, bad deal. Like, I go home to Kansas City, actually, and, like, my parents have carpet in all of their bathrooms. It's like, ugh. And you can see, like, around the toilet. Like, that's just not, that's not the way it should work. So, get rid of the carpet in bathrooms. If you've got that and you're getting ready to sell your home, it's a simple flooring change. Uh, it may cost you a couple hundred dollars. It may cost you a thousand it's going to bring you that better return from a buyer if you uh, make that change before you hit the market. So get rid of those signs of days gone by. Like I said, carpet in bathrooms, bad deal. Wall-to-wall carpet is a sign of even an older home than I'm originally talking about. Uh, Get rid of that. Take it down. Very simple to do. And popcorn ceilings. That's not a simple uh, thing to get rid of. I went through that as a kid. I was probably, I think, 12 or 13, and my parents uh, got rid of that in uh, the house before the one they're currently in, and there was just white dust everywhere for years. We kept finding it, but uh, they went through that process of getting rid of it, and I don't even think, I don't remember, I don't think we were selling the home, but a lot of people just don't like the popcorn ceiling look, and uh, it's definitely a sign of an aged home, so... Get rid of those three things especially, but any other signs of aging you can, uh, you know, see in your home. Cracks, another thing we've talked about before, but you just want to limit the number of objections that a potential buyer will have on your home. But certainly, popcorn ceilings, wall-to-wall carpet, carpet in bathrooms are uh, quick examples of yikers for buyers. And trust me, I've toured so many buyers of homes and they're like those are common things that come up so if you're selling it's definitely a way to move your house faster than the competition because they may have some of those things number two on the list of buyer turnoffs to avoid pets sorry folks we love your pets love your dogs but you want to get them out of the house if possible for showings and open houses and all those things even if they're you know in crates in a garage you know I have two dogs I've had cats before as well when I was a kid Uh, I love pets but there's a lot of people who and and think of your dog if you if you've had dogs before your dogs are very territorial and they don't want strangers uh, you know traipsing through a house and if they you know are running around wild or even if they're in a crate it can be so jarring for the buyers just to listen to barking non-stop because the dogs freaked out that some strangers in their house so it's certainly uh, something to avoid again if possible i understand you know if people are at work and there's a showing at two o'clock in the afternoon and there's no other choice understandable but if you can avoid it you know have them go have a neighbor that's around all the time uh you know maybe go get them or something 
uh, maybe put them in the backyard for a short time, whatever it may be, try to solve that problem because it can definitely be a hindrance in getting your home sold. I know it sounds crazy, but it is a, a, kind of a scary environment when you've got a dog just barking at you nonstop, especially louder dogs, and uh, it can just make you want to leave the house. So keep that in mind and uh, something to avoid if you are getting ready to sell. Uh, I'll have to do a whole show about that sometime. The client was terrible. The house was terrible. Uh, it was just a crazy experience. Um, I'm shocked I got through it. Uh, that client now lives in Baltimore. Uh, oh, boy. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But, yeah, the house stunk to high heaven. She had uh, several dogs, and there's there was no getting away from that smell. But if you have slight odors... Uh, you want to, you know, you may have to end up removing the padding of the carpet to get rid of some of those smells if they're pet odors, because those things, I mean, it, cat urine, whew, if you've uh, run into that before, that has an odor like nothing. So get rid of the smells. It can be, it doesn't have to be pet smells either. It can be smells, you know, spoiled food or rodents or whatever it may be. Have somebody, and I, I've talked about this in a prior episode, I don't remember which one, but I said, have a friend come over that has never been to your house or hasn't been there for two years or something and say, listen, I need to be honest, I'm selling my house soon. Tell me, do you recognize any smells when you right when you walk in the house? And be honest. Hopefully they'll be honest. Hopefully you don't have smells though. Number four on the list of buyer turnoffs to avoid... Junk everywhere. Oh, man, I could tell you about my first listing ever. That was a nightmare. Oh, no, I guess I already talked about that. Uh, junk everywhere. Oh, boy. The, this house qualified there, too. Uh, just, I, I don't understand how agents aren't able to get that stuff taken care of, but I've run into many homes that are on the market that just have collections of junk piled up all over their house. Uh, get rid of it. If if you need to rent a storage space for a month, if you need to put a pod in your front yard for a month or two or whatever, do it. But you got to get rid of that junk to make sure that uh, your house doesn't just look like a junkyard. I recently toured a house. I actually talked about this house a while ago, and I don't remember, again, which episode. But it was about, um, I talked about the fact that it has like seven Chrysler LeBarons parked out front. And it's on the market. Like, talk about a turnoff. It looks like a used car lot. Well, I ended up going in this home because a client of mine wanted to take a tour. So the inside is worse than the outside. It was incredible. It the the, the house looked like he was like a memorabilia um, collector of like kind of casino-y Vegas stuff. But it wasn't cool. Most of it, I would say, ninety percent of it was crap. 10% of it was like, oh, wow, that's cool. But the rest of it was just junk piled everywhere. And we couldn't even really like judge the house because we were just looking at all the junk. And you can't imagine, like imagine being a buyer walking through someone else's house. You can't envision yourself living there if all you're focused on is crap everywhere. Get rid of it. It's that simple. So if you think you may have a little bit too much stuff around, you do. So get rid of it. Uh, as I've talked about before, you, having your house on the market is a nightmare process. 
but it's a short process, hopefully, especially these days. Uh, so, you know, go through the pain and take care of that and get rid of that junk. Again, it can go to a temporary space. It can go to storage. It can go wherever. It can go to a neighbor's garage if you, you know, have that resource. But get rid of that stuff. And uh, that will help you out a ton getting your house sold quickly. Number five on the list of buyer turnoffs to avoid crazy colors in your home. You know, if you just love the color orange and you wanted that orange kitchen with, you know, uh, forest green backsplash or whatever, whatever the colors may be. I mean, I've seen some wild bathrooms. I've seen wild uh, living rooms and kitchen colors that are just atrocious. And it takes, you know, it takes a Saturday to take care of a paint job. Make it gray. Make it a simple gray or a simple beige. Move on. If you know you're putting your house on the market, that is a simple, simple, maybe a couple hundred dollar fix and a little bit of your time that can definitely shave weeks and weeks and weeks off of your home being on the market. So get rid of the crazy colors, even if that's your thing. Uh, it, it's not going to help you sell your house. Um, it, it often, it's amazing to see how some buyers cannot get past a color, even though it's so simple to change on their own when they buy the house. So it's just much better to take care of it as a seller and get that process done so it's not an obstacle. The number six buyer turnoff to avoid sellers at the house get them out it's so awkward speaking of the Chrysler Baron house I talked about earlier uh the awkward owner uh was outside blowing leaves uh at the time of our showing uh I show up with my clients we're walking towards the house and I turn back to my clients and I say sorry the seller's here it's gonna be awkward and it was because he proceeds to talk to us for like 20 minutes about the history of the house and the great views and the great this and the great that. And my clients walk in and within four seconds know that this is not the house for them. They wanted to turn around and leave. And they know they're trapped because the seller is right outside. Then when we tried to leave about 10 minutes later after they did a very quick tour of the home... The seller was standing outside still with his blower in hand and he turned it off and was like kind of offended that my clients didn't have any questions. And it's just like, you don't want any interaction between the seller and buyer. So the sellers need to not be there. If you have, if you are the seller and you have, you know, nanny cams or recording equipment, do not listen to what they say in your house. It's only going to make you mad. Just don't, just fight that temptation. Don't research and go back and look at the open house or the showing and, and try to figure out what, the, what are they saying over there about the kitchen? Oh, no. So not only sellers at the house during a showing, but don't be that creepy seller that goes back and looks at video because there's so many video resources that uh, are available now with nanny cams and all that stuff. Uh, but don't be that person. It's not cool. So just let the buyers talk freely in the home, and that means you shouldn't be there. I mean, I've had so I had I showed up to a showing a couple months ago, and the family, the entire family, was asleep. It was like 
11 o'clock on a Sunday morning and they're all like out cold, like napping or something. They had been up and then they went back to sleep. And I knock on the door and they open the door like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, we have a confirmed showing. And they're like, oh, my agent never told me. Well, then they just let us in and stayed there. So grandma is like sleeping in bed and we're like, oh, we're okay. We don't need to see that room. And they insisted we go in to this room that she's sleeping in. I mean, it's so awkward. Like, my buy, the buyers I had with me were like, uh, that was so weird. I'm like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, like, uh, I, the con- appointment was confirmed, and that all became super awkward. So, get the sellers out. If you're the seller, go away. You can, you can wait across the street and make sure they don't steal your TV. I get it. But leave them alone. Let them imagine themselves living there. That's the only way you're going to sell your house. Number seven, the final one, the seventh Buyer turnoff to avoid locked rooms. Oh, a locked room is fine if you've got an Airbnb and you've got that secret cabinet full of supplies that only you want. But don't do it if you're selling your house. That only leaves questions that buyers will not want unanswered. So if you've got a locked room, unlock it. I don't care what's in there. Get it out, put it in storage, whatever. But don't have that mysterious room locked to uh, just create more questions for a buyer, it is not going to help you sell your house. So avoid those locked rooms. Whew. We're going to make this one short and sweet because my throat is uh, hurting. Not hurting, I just need to cough constantly and that's not fun. So there you go, the seven buyer turnoffs to avoid. Hopefully those things help. Hopefully you can take some action and get some of those off the list if they are part of your world and part of your house because it will definitely help you sell your house uh, much quicker and for much more cash if you can avoid any of those seven on that list. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll hope to be back in about seven days with another episode. It depends on if I have a voice or not. But uh, thanks so much, and have a great day. Look for new episodes of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price every Monday and click subscribe so they'll show up for you automatically and get on the right track to saving yourself a load of cash by making the right moves when you're ready to sell. And if you need help finding a quality real estate agent in your area, just contact Dave at www.justplaindave.com.